Welcome to Chronic Curiosity, where real people have real conversations. From anything to everything, and sometimes nothing. But if you enjoyed the show, we ask that you would make sure to follow, subscribe, do all the things that you're supposed to do, but more importantly, share it with a friend. interacting and communicating with everybody, different ideas, opinions, and thoughts to have real conversations. If you want to support the show, tell your friends. Or you can also go on the website, chronic-curiosity.com. You can donate there in USD or Bitcoin, or you can also pick yourself up a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, hat, even a coffee mug, with Bitcoin or USD to support the show. Hope you enjoy. And here we go. Testies. Bet you nobody said that before. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, uh, the, the whole Russia thing is weird because, like I said, they've been, um, there's been tensions going on over there for the last, like, year or so. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like it's getting they're starting to stack troops up and it's getting real weird over there yeah but i i all all i know is i saw a headline i i have not researched it i i probably yeah. shouldn't have a conversation about it but yeah no i don't I, I don't know enough about to have a conversation about it but i know enough to know that it's been happening it's been building for the last little bit and i i feel like we probably shouldn't be going to war to, with russia that's all I'm saying. That's probably it's probably not the greatest idea. Well, if you look at what happened at the end of Afghanistan, I'm pretty sure we should probably just stay the fuck out of it. Yeah, we don't want to go to war with a country that has intergalactic, which means intercontinental ballistic, you know, nuclear weapons. Yeah. It's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Probably, I would, <laughs> that I can move faster that. than our radars and shit can detect them. Let's probably not do that. Yeah. Um but we'll just, we'll, we'll, if you want to start, um, so you just finished your hundred miler. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah, and we've talked about it. You've been on, have you been on, is this your third once, time on? Once. Just once. Time. First, okay. Just yeah. once. I couldn't remember. Yeah, second time. Yeah. So last time we talked about your hundred mile that you were preparing yeah, for it was, and it was, the was, event that you and Dernia had did yeah, for your 40, we're doing. 40, yeah. for, well, for your 41st birthday. Yeah. Um, but then you also talked about the hundred miler. So, and, I remember you mentioned that you basically were like one day, like I'm going to run a hundred miler, but you didn't even know how you couldn't even like finish a, a one mile. No. Like, um, <laughs> or was it, did at, you, did you that, do it after that? <laughs> yeah. At that point I could run like four or five miles. Okay. <laughs> and I happened to like West Virginia, that area of West Virginia has always been like a special place. Like I, I went down there for the first time in like, I think 2000, maybe okay. and we, I went rafting with some friends and I was gotcha. skydiving at that point. One of my, um, buddies wanted to go check out the bridge. So we went and looked at it. And then, you know, after I became like a base jumper, we'd go down there on bridge day every year and, um, go base jump down there. And then we'd go. So it was like a day they had like, that you could like legally do yeah, it. It was, it was the oh, one day a year that it's like legal. Oh, and there's cool. like, where, where um, is this at? uh Fayetteville West Virginia okay. and then in New River Gorge which actually that area happens to be the nation's newest national park oh, okay but phenomenal area like if you like hiking and climbing and camping and 
Isn't yeah. there like a lake or something right down there too? Uh, Somerville Lake? Somerville. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It would, that place is pretty awesome. I've never really explored there a whole lot. But. Yeah. I think um, Dustin has been down there yeah. kayaking, doing some different things. Down yeah. There. Let me show this as well. But it's always kind of been like a special area to me. That's cool. So and, you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so you just, so what, what started you like running? Because I remember you told, you said something about like um, within basically a year, you went from not being able to run a mile to having your hundred mile. It was, it was like two years. Okay. I started running in late August, uh, 2019. And mm-hmm. I was kind of starting to get into the, like the go rock and the endurance stuff. And, um, my dog, who's a German short hair was, he's just like super hyper. So he was encouraging you. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what to do with him. And I was like, all right, buddy, let's, uh, let's grab the shoes and, uh, let's go run. And I, I was like, yeah, I'm fit. I can, I could probably run a mile. And I made it about 200 meters and the freaking wheels fell off. And I was just like, (laughs) Okay, we got some work to do, but I mean, I still remember the day, like, like, kind of trying to never forget, like, where you came from. But I still remember, like, the day I ran my first mile, like, nonstop. Like, I remember getting to a point that I would usually stop at, and I'm like, okay, I'm still going, man. And I'm like, then I get to like the next point, and I'm like, we're still going. (laughs) And like at that time, I was like, we're finishing it. I don't care how bad it hurts. I don't care how bad it sucks. I'm running this motherfucker today, and um. We just kept going. I remember texting Derniette at the end. I'm like, dude, I ran a whole mile. And I'm like, now I'm like, I'm not even like warmed up in a mile, you know, like three miles. I'm not even warmed up. And it just little by little kind of brick by brick, you know, started building. I was mainly like road running. No, I hadn't run in the trails yet. Gotcha. So like the first race I actually did was March, uh, 2020. Right before all the shit went down, oh, like geez, I, yeah. I did the Super Bowl trail race out at Worcester Memorial, so I, I just did the five k. Gotcha, and that was like a huge deal to me too. Like I had to work up to it, and yeah, like and that's not like a, it. it's not like a five k like around a track. This is a park that has it's like sits in like in a kind of in a, va- a small valley, not like, yeah, not like yeah. a crazy like mountainous valley, but a, a valley for Ohio. We well, still but get ele- elevation changes. Yeah, you yeah. still get elevation, and I mean, like. On my training runs that I was doing for this hundred, I would do like 20, 25 miles out there. And if you looked at my elevation, I mean, I was really close to the elevation gain in, uh, in the rim to river. Gotcha. So I was, I was getting that almost that same elevation, even though the hills are much shorter and much smaller. But if you do enough of them. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. But I, I like, I ran that 5k and then like a week later I ran like another 5k and little by little just kept running more and more and uh, i started having like foot problems and knee problems so i started trail running more um it's just a little easier on the joints and i i found that i really like it more like i like um like when i run i don't don't listen to music i don't listen to podcasts i don't i I like i like being away from everything i don't want to see anything like road running i like you know, I see people, I see cars, I see stuff, I see right. society. Like when I go run, I just want to get the hill away from everything. So, <laughs> right. But I started trail running more and I realized that I liked it a lot more. And uh, 
just kind of kind of got hooked so what made but, you what made you decide to do the to sign up for the 100 because I, at I that was, time okay. you hadn't even ran 50 or anything right at that point when you signed up for it yeah you know when i signed up for it i hadn't run any i think the most i'd run was like five or six miles Oof. so you went five to 100 <laughs> so so back to back to west virginia um after i did my first event for the c4 foundation i did like a couple of go ruck events and had a lot of stuff compressed in a short time i just wanted to go on vacation I was like, I just want to get to the mountains. I was like, let's go to Fayetteville right. and just, just hang out for the weekend. I know some cool hikes we can do. And I'm like sitting on this cliff and I see this like little yellow box. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Like this girl comes up to me. She's like, oh, are you part of the race? And I was like, no, what race? She's like, it's the first hundred miler in West Virginia. And then like throughout the day in different areas, I kept seeing runners and I was I like, oh you. man, this is awesome. Like, this is cool. And I knew about 100-mile races, right. but I, I didn't know there was one in that area. Right. And I was just like, the wheels started turning. You know, my, like my wife looked at me. She's like, you're going to do this, aren't you? I was like, yes, I'm going to do this. She just knows. But, I mean, some people I talked to about it were like, oh, you're, you know, say things like you're being ambitious or that's What's a wrong with that? Or, <laughs> yeah, I know. Dirty, I was like, fuck it, go for it, man. Yeah, I think we've you all know? established that anything, uh, anybody comes up with a dumb idea, so it's like, yeah. I, well, my original plan for that year was to run a 12 and a half K at the Super Bowl and then run the marathon at Mohican and then see. Well, I, um, New Year's Day was sign up for this race. And I'm, I've been doing a lot of thinking about it. And I was just kind of like, you know what? Uh, tomorrow's not guaranteed. Next year's not guaranteed. Um, these slots are going fast. I mean, it's sold out like super fast. And I was like, I got to get into Is this it, So race. there's obviously a cap to how many yeah. runners there are. Yeah. How many do they allow uh, in? Either 200 or 250. I don't remember okay. the exact So that's still number. a pretty good amount, but I, I yeah. imagine spread over. Cause so so um, this might be getting ahead of ourselves, but how big is the actual course? Because I'm assuming it's not like 100 miles from like start to end. I'm assuming there's times that you like, Relap, like you go laps or there's like re there's, there's parts that you go over and there's a like couple that. little trail systems like you'll branch off and you'll be in this trail system for a while then you come back and then there's kind of like a main route that's an out back and um there's a couple little spots where you'll like branch off of that and go out here then come back how do they like then, how do they decide that like how do they like move those because usually you think of a race it's either like a circuit where you're doing laps or it's from point a to point b so how do they like decide how like when you break off and or you do like go break off do so many laps of like this little trail and then break like, well you don't really like do laps anywhere um they're just just a lot of planning the guy that you know like the race director he's run this route and i mean i listened to him on a podcast talk about it and kind of planning the route and just putting all these different little areas that he runs together and gotcha. coming up with the 100 miles it's essentially an out and back okay they so, have like like just signs up like telling you like where to, yeah you just have to follow the whole way yeah okay I got yeah. you. and it's there's a there's a couple of funny intersections where they actually like put somebody to kind of direct you because gotcha. my dumb ass would have got lost right i was sure. gonna say that like, sounds it sounds like it could be confusing because some, some of those trailheads like how they come back you know into each other and stuff yeah. i can imagine it would be especially at night oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah because this is that's 100 miles so it takes yeah. a while to do it yeah so, so going, so you, so you, you went down there, visiting the place, found out about that. You just happened to be down there when the race was going. You're like, this sounds cool. We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so New Year's, I, I decided, you know, I was like, this may be my only shot to do it. You don't and know. And that was this year. 
That was this, yeah, this past year. So then the race, the race was. So I signed up uh, New Year's Day, uh, twenty twenty one, and, and the race then, was in November. November. So you have eleven months, and at this point, you've only ran like a couple of five k's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just want to make so then my, clear that then my well my my race plan changed. So the Super Bowl, I did the twenty five k, and then Mohican was fifty miles, and there was like a another pop up race down at Camp Newhop, and I did like a twenty mile uh, race in like April, and um, just started running more. And the funny thing was though, like kind of after the race, like I looked at my training, I trained hard. I worked really hard to do this. You'd have to. <laughs> and, but I like, I was thinking about it and I'm like, man, I trained hard enough to finish, right. but I didn't train hard enough. Right. And like, my wife was like, well, what does that mean? I was like, it, it's, <laughs> it's on, like we're yeah. going back next year. And so that sign up is only, they only give you a certain time frame to sign up because there's only 250 people. Yeah. So it'll be, what a, you'll be able to, do they have like, when the signups are scheduled for this year already. So, you yeah, know, like, yeah, it you opens, to... it opens midnight, uh, oh, New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Yeah. Oh so, man. Uh, my ass that's usually in bed by nine thirty ten will be, uh, Staying I will up, be sitting up so to can sign up. get back into this. Will they, race. will they sell out before the morning? Possibly. Oh man. Yeah. It'll, it'll probably sell out pretty quick. <clears throat> I mean, it, after this, I think that as fast as it sold out last year and it's really kind of gaining some traction. Right. I mean, it's, it is such an absolutely amazing race. I wonder if they'll take on more people. Or are they planning? Uh, on... That's per the park service. Regulate. Oh, okay. So it's cat like that's yeah. That's the park it. service regulates like how many, gotcha. um, how many people are allowed to run until they start kicking more money back to the park service. I'm like, well, you could have a couple more people. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know any of those logistics. <laughs> You're right, but well, that's awesome. So you went from a 5K to 100 miles and essentially 11 months. Yes, and then in between there, you had done the 50. The, the a twenty five or a twenty miler out yeah. here, and then a fifty mile, and then one other event, and that was it. Besides yeah, just training. Yeah. How the so what was the the fifty? Was that that kind of that similar? was similar? Um, because that was going to be my cutoff point. That was like, if I don't think I can do this, like I'm going to pull out. Because I another when I signed up for this race, I was like, man, there's a hell of a lot of people that are better than me that deserve to be in this race more than I do. So it's like I gotta right. I got sure to show up, you know, because I, I like it. I, if, if I fail in the first 25 miles and I didn't belong there and I probably right. wasted somebody's spot who would have been better than me, I guess yeah. maybe it's a weird way of looking at no, it. No, I think I I just, mean, like, that's a respectful way to look um, at it because at the same time, like it's one thing to fit. Like if you finish, like you deserve to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I totally see that. Like, you know, obviously sometimes people get hurt. It is what it is. But if you just bitch out and 20, like a quarter of the way in. Yeah. Bro, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so I, I, that's respectable to, you know, cause, um, the 50 miler, um, by mile 22, I was in trouble. Like my feet were just destroyed and I was in, I was in a ton of pain. That's like I, I finished that race on just pure grit, no, not right. wanting to give up. And I was like, okay, you know, this isn't the time to think about that race. Cause there was a couple of times where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Right. Like, this is not good right now. And I was like, you know what? I was like, just get through with this, finish it, take a week, decompress, think about it and then decide. Don't, right. don't decide. Right. Don't decide in the moment. Right. When because, you're feeling defeated. <laughs> yeah. So then a week later I was like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Well, we're going <laughs> we'll to go, we're going to go for it. <laughs> um, but I remember it was shoes had a lot to do with it. 
I was like, I was wearing the wrong shoes. I was wearing the wrong size shoes and I made a shoe change and like opened up a whole new world of running to me. Oh, that's awesome. Were they, were they too big that your feet were like moving around too much? Or no, was they were too, too, too narrow um, I gotcha. and they had like an eight millimeter drop. So I went to a shoe that had a zero drop I and gotcha. I had a lot less issues with rolling my ankles and they just felt better. They're kind of actually shaped like your foot. So my feet were a lot more comfortable. And I, I was wearing like size 12s. I don't know why I never decided just to get a bigger shoe, but now I'm wearing like a 12 and a half or 13. Um, but that, that made a big difference. And like my first 25 miles that I ran after Mohican, um, went great. Like I finished that 25 miles and I was like, man, if I feel like this at 25 miles, I'm going to be all right. And that was, that was probably four or three or four months before the hundred miler. Oh, so you're, but that's, I mean, for something like that's coming down to the wire going, <laughs> yeah, but that's, oh, yeah. that's interesting. You talk, you talk about the shoe. So like, I, love, I probably I know a lot of people like a drop would be like the heels up, Yeah, you know? So yeah. obviously that can change the way you run and everything, um, and move and stance. But I, I've heard that like a lot of, because a lot, you like a lot of the Olympic runners are like the long distance people and everything. Like there are people that like run without shoes, like yeah. <laughs> in a sense, you know what I mean? Well, so like we, we figure out, like we think. Run, run around on these like pillows all day long is good for us, but apparently, yeah, not so great for I've, us. I've seen people in races barefoot, and I'm like, you're you're nuts. But I don't I don't know that I could do barefoot. But the shoe change it it did make a big difference, and I actually feel like if I put a normal shoe on now that has a drop, it feels really like weird to me. Right. So that that kind of made a difference, and um. You know, so you're saying we're not meant to be walking around like high heels all the yeah. time? <laughs> That's yeah. I, I don't know how women do it. Mm. I, but, wardrobe, wardrobe change, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, earlier in the year, actually, I, I did. I had some little bit of adversity between um, the Super Bowl race and the Mohican race. I This was kind of what prompted the shoe changes. I blew my ankle up mm. on a training run. And... <laughs> after that i was just having like ankle problems i was having to tape them i kept rolling my ankles and um the shoes also kind of helped fix that but it also set me back between you know between march and june you know I, there was like a like a three-week period i really didn't run much three or four weeks i mean when you think about it that's a pretty small period of time but in the Not long you're prepared for things, 100 miles it's in a, a lot of, that's a lot of lost time right no for sure so i mean what i would do like at first i would just go into the gym and angrily uh sit on the rowing machine for an hour all right because you couldn't just, run yeah so i was like i gotta do something i don't want to ride a bike right i tried to ride a bike and i just i was like i don't want to ride so I just go sit on, put the headphones on and put some metal on and, uh, <laughs> very angrily re row the machine. Cause I hate, I hate stationary things. Like I hate sitting there staring at a wall. Like, yeah. It's just, super boring. It is. Yeah. Cardio yeah. equipment inside the gym is terribly boring. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, you mentioned, you know, a couple of weeks, isn't that long, but that's a, a really long time for something like that. Cause even we've been, I talked to you beforehand, like we, I've been, was battling a sickness. You might hear it in, when I cough occasionally, but, um, like, and I was only sick for like a week, but man, like I went back into the gym and like started doing like my warm up, my cardio warm up, which usually like now I'm to the point where like, I don't even break a sweat until like 15, 20 minutes in. 
like the first like five minutes i'm like <laughs> i'm like yeah. oh my god <laughs> like, yeah it's only been a week like obviously like sick too but it's like wow you realize how especially doing something that's that long and you're preparing that long for you know 100 miles like all right anybody can run a mile in a month if you push it hard enough but yeah you can't just you have to build up so you like you have all that time of building up that can make you a little nervous yeah trying to be prepared for that I yeah imagine. so the sh shoe change you ran that was after the 50 you changed the shoes so you're yeah. three months out and you're like i think i can finally do well, this <laughs> well and the funny thing was though like the changing to that shoe it can be a big deal for some people going from a uh like an eight like a higher drop right. to like a zero drop and they're like like my the guy that i hired to kind of help coach me he was like dude you're looking at like six months i was like i'm gonna do it in six weeks like, used so I to bought and... like in that same brand of shoe, I bought like their gym shoes. I bought like a couple other pairs of shoes. I bought, you know, I, I would just found some of them on sale. So I bought them. I would use them at work and just like every single day. Just get used Cause to it, them. it'll, it'll get your, uh, Achilles and, um, like your calf muscle. It can affect that a lot. Right. So, which it did at first. I mean, it would, I remember the first time I ran into my calf muscle calf muscles fired up really really good and i was like whoo i bet because well, yeah. you're stretching them longer than you had yeah. previously so you got more of a stretching and contraction yeah i bet and that's i never really thought about that but i mean it, it ended up working out obviously yeah so so how did so we talked about how the event kind of runs as far as around the track and we're not track the trails the directional thing that goes around so you start like what time do you start like what what was the day race day like from basically like start to finish like how like time wise and everything like uh, <laughs> that was that was an interesting day because i didn't sleep at all the night before i could imagine you're like, probably sleeping in a hotel down there well we had Did a you? cabin it, it's oh. at like it starts at the race starts at ace adventure resort and i had a hotel um because i'm a procrastinator i waited to get a cabin and uh, didn't have one. Then one finally opened up. So we get a cabin and I'm just too excited. I can't sleep. And I've been on like a D load. So I'm like, I'm just like, I'm ready to go, you right. know? And that was pretty rough. So I just like get up in the morning, get ready to go. I'm already tired. I'm already out of it. And, it, and the it, race started what, like 6 a.m.? 6 a.m. Yeah, and it didn't really hit me till I was standing there in the crowd with all these other people, and I'm like, <laughs> "Shit, just got." Real, what did I do? <laughs> it's like we're here now, and race started off, and I just so got, they all start to all at the same time. Yeah, or, okay. Yeah, so it was just 200, 250 people, just boom, just yeah. go for it. Yeah, and um, started off and like, I like my plan is kind of like run my race. So I kind of was in the back a little bit. I was like, I'm not going to be competing with some of these people because right. some of these people are like seriously elite athletes. Right. And so I was like, I'm just going to run my race. And we start, start running. Things are going pretty good. And, um, how was the weather that day? Oh, it was, it was you're talking November. It could be thirties when we started, maybe a little bit warmer. It got into the, I think the fifties maybe during the day. So there was a good bit of like was, temperature was change. Dry? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean dry. really great. Like I mean, it was at least beautiful. Me, I, I think mean beautiful sunny day, not but it's not cloud. too hot, not too cold. Yeah, not a cloud in the sky, no rain. And started off just kind of got into the groove of things, 
kind of trying to figure some things out. My wife met me at the first uh, aid station. And, uh, so how, how far are those aid stations apart? Um, like seven to 10 miles, okay. depending. So there's quite a few of them then. Do they have? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. And in the, in the beginning of the race, they were a little bit further apart and they kind of, as you go, they kind of get a little closer together, but when you're coming back, they start spreading out again. Oh, okay. So, so um, it, since it is a down and back, it's yeah. the aid stations stay the same. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, I'm well down. Like when you get down by the river, there was like a, a pretty good long stretch down by the river and it was a little cooler down there. I bet. Um, so the first like 50 miles of the race went pretty good. I was feeling really good and I ran a lot more than I thought I would. And, but that was also like where I, I faced probably the most adversity I was going to face during the race. The first 50? Uh, no, it, it, um, it's kind of a funny little story. I had bought all this nice gear for the race. So I bought this like nice, uh, windbreaker and this like down vest. Cause I knew it was going to get cold. Right. And, night. Mm-hmm. and I bought this light, it's called it like a Kogala light. And it's like this, um, led strip that you can kind of mount anywhere. And it's like running during the day. They're bright as hell. Freaking awesome. So I have all this nice stuff and you're allowed to have a drop bag at certain aid stations. Gotcha. Like so, refuel and, you know, get what you need. Or yeah. Change if you out need socks, or... if you need clothes, whatever, but they could only be so big. So I put exactly what I needed in my drop bags and then I made a bag up for my wife and I said, keep this in the car because it had all my nice stuff in it. Right. And I start trying to get a hold of her around two o'clock. In the, is this AM? In the afternoon. Oh, in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're somewhere, I don't want I don't know what mile we were at, 30 something maybe. Okay. So you're just kind of preparing at this point. to Yeah. And I wanted her to meet me at this station called Fayette Station, which is underneath the bridge. It's the easiest one to get to. And I didn't plan very well. I didn't give her like a real timeline. I There's a lot of stuff I didn't do. Well, I can't get a hold of her. And we're getting closer and I still can't get a hold of her. So the guy I was running with, he's like, well, she's probably down there and she just can't get a hold of her because the reception's bad. Right. Another thing I didn't think about reception in the mountains of West Virginia. (laughs) Um, So I get there and she's not there. And I'm like, shit, I should have heard from her by now. Right. Like, so that started to worry me more than anything. And so she wasn't there. I was like, okay, well, I'll go to the next aid station because the next aid station is the halfway point. We're coming back here. So I was like, couldn't get a hold of her. So I called Durniat. I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm trying to get a hold of Brit. I can't get a hold of her. I haven't heard from her since this morning. I'm just, I'm kind of worried. Like, can you help me out? Right. So he's like trying to get a hold of her. I get to the next aid station, which I can't get a hold of anybody. So then I go back. And this is like a, a pretty long period of time. So we're coming back. And at I this get, point, you're plus 50 miles. Yeah. I'm at like 58 miles. Gotcha. And it's like now nine o'clock at night. And I've heard nothing. During that said, he couldn't get a hold of her. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like sitting at that aid station again and I'm like, I'm, I'm out. I got to pull out. I got to find my wife. I right. got to make sure she's okay. And he's like, she's probably fine. I was like, no, like I, I need to know that she is okay. And like, I'm going to like the staff at the aid station to tell them what's going on and that I need to find my wife and my phone rings and it's her. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like she's flipping out. And I was like, no, just stop. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. All I need to this- hear from you right now is that you're okay. 
She's like, I'm fine. I was like, you're good. I was like, that's all I needed <laughs> to all, hear. Yeah. She's like, but I have all your stuff. I said, I don't have time for that. Like, yeah. we, we have no time for that. I'll deal with it. I'll figure it out. And like, it just re-energized me. I was like, like, let's finish it. Right. Let's go. <laughs> and so I ended up without my, my nice down vest and my nice jacket, <laughs> my nice light. I finished with a, a fucking $2 Mylar poncho and a $12 <laughs> headlamp. And, uh, that like the night I got into the cookie jar pretty heavily in the night, like trying to get me through it. Yeah. Um, there were definitely some hard times and I, I felt really good until about, uh, about 75 miles. I started getting into a little bit of pain. My knees were starting to hurt my left ankle, like the front of my ankle, which was really weird, started to swell. Mm. And like I, I, had lost a toenail at that point. Oh no. Um, I just feel it fall off. Yeah. I was like, I was, I was the guy I was running with. He was a pretty experienced runner and we'll, we'll go into that guy a little bit because had he not been there, this race would have been a hell of a lot harder. Like this dude, he definitely, uh, paid it to help the hell forward and help me out. Um, but I'm, I'm like, yeah, I think I lost a toenail. He's like, what does it feel like? You have a seashell in your, in your sock. I was like, yes. He's like, you lost a toenail. And I was like, I'm not even taking my socks off at this point, you know? So we get to like 80 miles and I'm doing okay. Then my left foot starts to swell and we start going 85 miles, kicked me in the freaking, kicked me in the head. Like, uh, my knees were really bad at this point. And like, if I stopped moving, like my legs would just shut down and my knees would lock up. That's no good. And like, every time I would start moving, it like hurt so bad. I was like, like almost throwing up like from the pain. Yeah, at this point it's gotta be early. I mean, what time? Yeah. The, at this point it's like six o'clock in the morning. It's so you're 20, six, seven in the morning. By so the time I made it. You're, you're basically a day in at this yeah, point. An entire yeah. 24 hours of running. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it uh, it was just everything I absolutely had in me to move. And there was this creek we had to cross. And I crossed the creek in the morning, and I was like, man, this creek is going to suck coming back. Because, like, I just – I didn't want to get wet, you know. Right. And I couldn't really walk at that point. And I remember coming up to that creek, and I'm, like, looking at it. And I'm like, dude, you got to dig deep right now because you got to get across this fucking thing. <laughs> and <laughs> – I don't know. By the grace of God, I somehow made it across that creek without breaking an ankle or falling. Right, in it, just, you know, I'll just fall in and float from here on. It was an absolute miracle. I made it, but um, one of them ended up lending me a, a set of trekking poles because they knew I they knew I was in real rough shape, and they were in better shape than me. But actually, those trekking poles are what kind of got me through the end of the race because I could use them to kind of kind of push, use my arms yeah. to push and stabilize and. That last, the last 15 miles, um, the cookie jar was tapped. I had, <laughs> I had absolutely nothing left except for, I have to finish this race. Right. At that point, it's like, you're so close that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, the funny thing was though, like I remember at mile 92, you know, it was morning. It's this aid station called Concho Rim. It's right on the gorge and it's got this massive deck that overhangs the gorge and you can kind of see this curve around the river. It's a beautiful spot. And I remember thinking before the race, how in the hell can somebody quit at 90 miles? I understand that. Right. <laughs> now that you've been there. Yeah. And that last 
that last seven, eight miles was just, that was the hardest part of it all. It was everything I absolutely had just to fucking move. And I just kept telling myself, you got to keep moving. If you keep moving, you'll finish. You got to keep moving. You can't stop. You got to keep moving. And I would try to move faster. And I just, like, I couldn't. And I was like, you know, I was like telling myself, I'm like, quit being a bitch. Go. Come on. And it just like. Sometimes the body doesn't listen. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my body was really, I was fighting hard just to keep, keep going. But I did. And the funny thing is, though, when you, um, when you finally get back onto the Ace Adventure property, you kind of come, come around and you can see the finish line. It's like uh, 50 yards over here, but you still have six miles to go. So you go back up, (laughs) back up into the woods and you go up this hill, then you go all the way around this mountain. Then you come winding back down and, and finish. I'm they, sure they do that on purpose too. Just oh to yeah. Mess with you. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there's something, there's something special to be said about if, if you've never been to that point physically, um, I have never done anything quite like a hundred miles by any means or any stretch of the imagination, but I've been, I've been to that point where like the body doesn't like want to move. And if you stop moving, it's like, am I going to be able to start moving again? I'm not really sure. Like, yeah. You know, and it's like, there's something inside of you just like all right we gotta we don't even have we don't have another choice here we just have to keep going like yeah you do not get a choice just keep but it and being able to tap into that and realize and then you get done you know and then a week later you're like oh well that wasn't that bad <laughs> but yeah, time that, you're like a week maybe later not for you but some some time passes and it's like oh well that wasn't that bad and yeah. it's like but there's still that little voice in the back of your head going are you fucking serious right now? Are you kidding me? Do you remember how bad it was? It was that bad. (laughs) But (laughs) honestly, until it it was bad, but it wasn't. And like looking at it, like I looked at the bad things and I'm like, okay, how can I fix these bad things? So next time it's not that bad. Yeah. You know, that's, I guess that's the way I looked at it. And like my mom, she was like, oh, you got out of the way. You're done now. And I was like, (laughs) I'm not even starting yeah, yet. Like, yeah, I'm just starting to get the taste. You, have you not met me before? <laughs> We're we are not done yet by any means. And so how long? So you you cross barely? Not maybe not barely cross the finish line. You cross the finish. Oh, line. barely, barely. Let's let's say what it was. I don't I, know. It I, looked good. I saw the video I, of you finishing. You looked a lot better than I would have. But uh, it was yeah. <clears throat> so. You crossed the finish line. Now, what was the recovery like? Because like, you said the, a week was still pretty rough. I could, I, yeah. But I can only imagine like your body's just. Um, that night, like I got across the finish line and I told Britt, I was like, you need to go get the car. I was like, I need some water. Um, so I went and filled my water bottles up and I'm like sitting on these stairs and I can just feel my body starting to like seize up. <laughs> and like we got back to the cabin and I was having an extremely hard time moving. And I just remember sitting on the couch and I'm like, I really just wanted to get up and get all of my stuff off of me. And then another kind of funny story, I really had to pee. <laughs> so I'm like, and she was going to get me food and some other stuff. So like, she wasn't there. I'm in the cabin by myself and I'm like, okay, dude, you got to make it to the bathroom. <laughs> and like, I get up and like, 
I, I like I get to the door and I just like lost control. I freaking peed my pants at the doorway of the bathroom because <laughs> I couldn't make it to the bathroom. And then I'm like, what happens if I have to take a shit? Like, yeah, this would be, be a messy real quick. It's gonna be really bad. And I, so I like when she got back, I was like, you need we need I need crutches or something. I need something <laughs> to help me move because she's not picking my 220-pound right. ass up, you know. Get a um, motorized wheelchair. <laughs> well, actually, I actually like had her get me a set of trekking poles. There was like a climbing outdoor store nearby so i was like just go get me a pair of these because i'm i'm going to need these to walk right. and i did i just like that night i just remember i mean i ate a bunch of food kind of drank a bunch of electrolytes a lot of you know like vitamin b12 just stuff to keep me from locking up as right. much as possible and the next day we had, you know, we had a five and a half hour drive home. Oh, it's going to be miserable and, being that tight in the car for that long. Yeah. And it was funny, like getting out at like rest stops, <laughs> like I'm like getting out of the car and I'm like barely moving with my trekking poles and people are like, the hell's wrong yeah, with this guy? Like, why is he walking like that? I'm like. I didn't really care, but it was just, it's funny how people look at you when you can't walk like a normal right. person, you know? And so that was pretty rough. Um, that would have been Monday. Tuesday, um, she went to take the dogs for a walk. And I was like, I'm going to go. I was like, I need to get out of the house. So I just remember sitting in the car and I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk from here to that sign, which was like probably 200 meters away. So I started walking and it was, it was pretty rough. I just, I knew my body kind of needed to move. Right. So it was just a slow walk and I just walked to that sign and I was like, okay, let's just, just walk back. And then just once again, slowly started building on that. And I was supposed to do that step up thousand step up challenge with everybody that week on veterans day. And yeah, because that was only like a couple weeks after, right? Or like a week after. Like f- four days. It was, like, say, it was right. like that Thursday. I thought it was really cool. And, well, I text Dernia on the way home and I'm like, yeah, you probably already knew this, but I am not doing the step up <laughs> challenge this week. But I still went in and I, uh, so instead of doing the step ups, I was actually moving pretty good by Thursday. Like I could pretty much walk without the uh, sticks. The only time I really needed to use them was like if I sat on the couch for a while. Oh, I would right. I would need to use them to like help me get up and right. kind of get moving because everything would, stiffens back up. Yeah, like, it, would, yeah. it would just start to get stiff again. Um, so I went in. I just set up a rowing machine. So I would do like, I would do like ten pull ups and then twenty push ups and then I would row a thousand meters. So I did. I just cycled through that the right. whole time while everybody was doing the step ups and then, like, kind of towards the end, um, I was just I was just rowing and I was like you know, how long do you guys have left? And they're like, Oh, we got like 200 steps left. I'm like, let's fucking go. I'm going to keep rowing until you guys are done. So, um, kind of got that feeling back. I felt good to be moving right. and on the rowing machine. And I think that weekend, a week after I did like a four mile ruck. So yeah. the weekend after I went out to Worcester Memorial right. and threw a ruck on, and I think I did like a four mile ruck. That's pretty good. Most, a lot of people couldn't do a four mile ruck. And then, yeah. <laughs> well then like that, that's actually what the best recovery was, was just throwing the ruck on. So the next week after that, I didn't run at all. And I just did, uh, did a couple of rucks. Right. So two weeks, two weeks 
to the race was when I actually went out and did my first run. How'd that feel? Awesome at first. <laughs> and I was like, I had a plan. I was like, okay, four to five miles. That's all I'm going to do. And at like two miles, I felt pretty good. I was like, oh yeah, we're going to do six miles, seven miles. And then I got to like four miles and that's like, I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> it started hitting me real hard. I was like, yeah, you're still pretty, you know, you're still feeling it a good bit. So I just kind of, uh, dialed it back a little bit, just did right. like four miles and then just kind of the week after I kind of would just do the rucks on Sunday. So I kind of got back into my running slash rucking routine. I think it's, it's something as you were talking about, it, it kind of really struck me is that, you know, um, you know, a lot of people it's obviously exercise is good for you. You know, it makes you feel better. Obviously it makes you, your body work better. All yeah. those things mentally, physically, it, it makes you healthier. But I never really thought about that. Like, you know, people can really appreciate to being able to run and like run those marathons and those things, but pushing yourself beyond the normal limit to where you have a couple of those days where you can't move. Cause I always thought like you look at some of these extreme, you know, sports, these elite athletes that do these like endurance events. And it's like, man, like, it can't be good for your body. Like to an extent it probably is, but there's probably an extent that you're probably almost going a little too far and it's probably not great for your body, but obviously like, okay, so we don't do that all the time, but how much benefit does that do for your mentality, you know, in your mental health to be able to push yourself to the point of semi breaking yeah. To where you, you feel it for like, you can't move right for the next couple week or whatever it is. But then after that, like how much appreciation do you have for what you can do? Because you kind of got a taste of what it would be like if you couldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, maybe that is like the, oh, I mean, the physical, you know, duress you put on your body doing that, but maybe it's overpowered by the, the mental appreciation you can have for like, yeah. I, one, I can do this. And then it's like, oh, now I know what it's like to not be able to move. And then be able to heal up from that and be continually yeah. like do stuff like that is. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know, kind of what definitely what pushes me. Cause like, I know at some point in time, I'm probably going to be physically not able to do stuff eventually. And yeah. <laughs> I, I will probably have very serious mental decline when that happens. Right. And I'll probably do whatever I can just to move. Um, and that was, that was my goal going into it. I was like, I don't care how bad you hurt. You need to go move. And some people probably would disagree with that. I mean, some p people disagree with me training seven days a week. Right. Now, I'm not in the gym getting after it, you know, killing myself seven days a week. Right. You know, day seven, maybe it may be like a, a nice kind of leisurely ruck and maybe some yoga or some mobility work, you know, but it's still seven days a week i have to move every day yeah and i think i think that's crap when people think oh it's not like you need you need rest quote unquote rest days it depends on yeah. what you consider a rest day you know but like if you look back just as you know humanity as a whole like being lazy we, we didn't evolve to be a, a lazy fat fuck on the couch watching tv all day i, no. I love doing it you know what I, mean? I, I i enjoy like being lazy every once in a while but like just do going out and doing something every day. Like that should be status quo. That's like yeah. what you were, you know, what you were born essentially to do is be able to, you know, move around, hunt, yeah. gather, and I, like move. Like, I, I don't, nothing against anyone that does take like rest days. Oh yeah. I, like I don't need them. Like I don't, I don't, I, 
Well, that's what I, I mean by rest day. In, like the no rest day. Yeah, but that's like, what I mean by rest day. Putting thirty pounds on your back and hiking six miles. Yeah. Technically, like that should be almost like a rest day it because is. of what what we're you know in a sense evolved to do or yeah. created to whatever you believe. Like that's what our bodies are supposed to be doing. Like working. Yeah. Like not. And it's it's you're you're not going to go out and do that seven days a week right off the bat. Right. You got to build up Yeah, because up you've been it. sitting on your couch for seven days yeah. a week. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you got to build up to it. Well, even when like I kind of started this transformation from kind of like powerlifting, I get, I, I was a half-assed powerlifter. I don't consider myself a powerlifter. That was just kind of the movements that right. I no, was I get, doing. Yeah, I get what you're you know, saying. Yeah. Focusing on like squat, bench press, Those heavy compound press. lifts. Yeah. yeah. And so when I started, you know, this transformation from that to endurance, you know, it, you know, at that point in time, I was only in the gym, like two to three days a week, you know, and that's when I kind of added the running in right. and it was just on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So then I'm like looking at people and I'm seeing what other people are doing. I'm like, well, if they're doing that, I can do more, mm-hmm. you know, like seeing like what, like Cam Haynes was doing. Oh yeah. And I'm like, not- I'm like, well, well, people get really mad at him because they're like, they see what he does and they're like, you can't do that. And he's like, I can do that because I do do that. Right. Like, but yeah, that, I, that's like, silly. Getting mad at somebody for doing something like that. Like stop. Like, but to me, like, I'm not going to do that, but what, hey, like, more power to you. What people like that taught me though, is that like, <laughs> I thought, okay, dude, you're, you're doing two, you're doing two runs a week. Pretty good. Now I think you can run three days a week right? and just slowly started building. <laughs> it's not like I just went out and started hammering seven days a week. You know, you got to, you got to build it. Yeah. You got to build up to it. And, I, and like I said, I'll be the first one to say like, I don't, I don't do something every day of the week, like a, a dedicated, like exercise. Should yeah. I? Yeah. I know I should. Like I'm very, very much willing to admit my faults, Yeah, but I know that I should be doing something seven days a week. Like I'll wear a watch to like, I never used to be like a step counter. Oh, I like didn't that. either. But it's at least to me, like, I don't like my daughter the other day. She's like, well, what's your goal? I was like, well, I don't have one, but at least what I, what I'm at least conscious enough to, to look at the end of the day and go, oh, I only got 5,000. Like I only t- had 5,000 steps today. That's probably not good. Like I should yeah. probably move more than that. Yeah. You know, and, and just that little bit, like I'm trying to do more and more, but for, you know, these people that you think it's. I don't know if it's made it worse with the whole pandemic or what it, or it's probably made it worse, but like people, you sit on, sit at your computer for, you know, 40, 50 hours a week doing your work. You, if you commute, you drive another half an hour to an hour a day minimum. Yeah. And then you come home and, you know, maybe you pick up dinner on the way home for the family from let's say you got healthy and got Chipotle or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you sit down and, Maybe you eat as a family, probably not, but maybe. And then you take a shower and, oh, well, it's eight o'clock. I guess I'll just, uh, I'll grab a bowl of ice cream and watch my favorite TV show for a couple hours and go to bed. Yeah. Like you, you did absolutely nothing at all. Like no wonder we all feel like shit because we're not doing anything. Like, so it's acknowledging that in just a little bit, but you look, and then that's those, usually those are the people that look at someone like a Cam Haynes and like a Goggins and they're like, Oh, he's stupid or that. Like, yeah. Okay. It might not be your cup of tea, but I I think part of it is like people think they're at a certain level 
and then they see like what level like people like him are at oh, and yeah. then they get mad because they feel like they're working hard it's like <laughs> well you you can look at that two ways you can get mad at the person that's working harder than you or you can think hey maybe i could work harder and i could be better yeah. like it's 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 really just not how you look at it yeah i I, I look at it as like a realistic like mm, i'm not going to be a goggins because i don't i just don't enjoy running i'm not and i just know myself i'm not going to do that but I need to do something better. Like I need yeah. to do, I, I can do more what than is, what it, I am doing. It doesn't like, necessarily, like for me, it was running. Like it doesn't right. have to be running. Like it can be, you know, in the gym, it can be like, hey, I've got enough time to go walk for a mile right now. Yeah. So maybe I should go do that. You yeah. Know, it, that Every little bit, you know, it adds up and whatever it is for people that they enjoy doing, you know, it's, it adds up. I actually, um, I took one of, one of my buddies, um, out for a ruck that he doesn't has never done it before and he was he was pretty overweight and he was pretty unhealthy and he knew it so he's like you know what? I, I gotta start doing something and he'd, he'd he'd gotten down like 10 pounds or something like that and he probably has like 60 80 to lose that he could lose yeah. easily and uh i was like well let's go i was like if you want to go ruck like so i got him like a small like real light backpack and we just kind of leisurely it was like four miles or so and I was like, we got done. And he did pretty good. He's been kind of working on it. But he was like, he's like, I used to like climb the set of stairs or like play with my kids. He's like, and I was out of breath. Yeah. He's like, I was like, well, I was like, how how'd you feel? About it? He's like, actually, it wasn't too bad. I was like, you, I was like, could you have done that? You know, nine months ago. He's like, Phew. see, I couldn't even gone a quarter of the way nine months ago. So like, but he's just one of those people. He just he started eating a little bit better, and yeah. then just concentrated. Hey, just move. I got just got to move. Just gotta move more. Got to do a little bit more, and like. Next thing you know, you're running a hundred miles yeah. on a trail race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the next is 200. Oof. But that's. Do the Moab, was that the Moab 240? Is there, how many like races like that are there out there? Are there quite a bit? Um, I can't imagine there's three that many. big ones I know of. It's called like the Triple Crown of 200s. There's like the Tahoe 200, Bigfoot 200, and Moab 240. Because okay, I've heard the Moab, yeah. and then uh, what's the Bigfoot 200? I don't know if I've heard I, that one. I forget where that one is. It's out west. The same company like oh, organizes all three races. How long does it usually take? Does, do you know how long it usually takes the typical per like not the typical person, but like the typical person that does those to finish? The 200 milers? Yeah. It takes a while. There's a lot more to it than like 100 miles. And like the guy that won um rim to river he did it in like 15 hours that's cooking yeah that's i mean he's a he's, i think he's a track coach at like marshall he's pretty young and oh, he's um, got that age on <laughs> yeah well and weight too i mean <laughs> yeah, right. you know you look at like derniat and i usually we're about the two heaviest people in a lot right. of races yeah, you, you know? don't exactly and have the runners built like two, you know 220 we're still heavy for that field right um, but yeah, like me, it took a little over 31 hours. It's still impressive. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it. yeah, from six o'clock Friday morning, I didn't go to sleep until about nine o'clock Sunday night. Oof. And you ran a hundred miles in between. And, there. <laughs> yeah. But the good thing is I, I probably, I need to sleep more than I do, but. I can survive. I can like mentally handle it on sleep. And that was actually the one part that really didn't break down during the race was mental. Like mentally did good. 
Yeah, I mean, I, like, I feel like I get bored. I mean, Thirty hours. Um, <laughs> no, you, it, it's weird. It takes a long time, but it goes really fast. Right. Um, but like the mental part of it, I want to. I kind of credit that to Go Ruck, to doing some of the Go Ruck events that I've done. Right. Because like they'll push you harder mentally. Like I've definitely wanted to quit a go rock event. Like I have been in the middle of a go rock event. Like I really just want to fucking quit right now. Right. And like at no point in that race did I ever think like I'm, I need to quit except for when I couldn't find my wife, like right. other than yeah. like physically, physically. Was, yeah. And because of physical conditions, you mentally wanted to quit. Right. Yeah. yeah I One, I, another thing, like, like watching other people and like, I understand the Goggins term, like taking souls. And I wasn't fast and I wasn't crushing people, but in, but I would see people at like at aid stations. Cause like all the aid stations had like campfires or heaters and right. You know, they were partying, having a good time. And I would see people like sitting by the heaters, you know, they'd be all like sitting there with their gear off and oh man, kind of, I was like, yeah, you're done. I, there's you're, no way you could do that. You're done. Uh, you can't. You, you gotta can't stay sit away. Down. Yeah, you gotta stay away from the like, heaters. Don't sit down. Keep moving because there's yeah. no way you'd be like, oh, well, that's a lot easier. Just be like, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna stay right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, like going into it, I was like, you know, if you have to sit down, do it on the trail, right? Where it's cold and you don't want to sit, right? Do it there. Like if you have to change your socks or you have to change something or do anything do it away from the heat, do it away from the comfort, Yeah, do it out there. That's probably a very, and, very wise decision. Yeah. Try to, you know, I mean, I ate a lot of warm stuff like at the aid station, mainly ramen noodles. I, I, I can't tell you how many freaking ramen noodles well, I salt ate. and everything. By replenishing oh, yeah. That was great, man. <laughs> it's um, weird. I've noticed like, um, I think, I think we talked about it after we did like the, the 12 mile star ruck that we did all together. And it was like, I've heard that people say like, oh, you know, uh, after they get like those endurance athletes, like after they get done, they like a can of Coke and a Snickers bar or something like that. Like that sugar, like depletion yeah. that you have that you, even that couple hour event, it was like afterwards, I was like, oh, like I just need like a jar full of sugar and a jar full of salt so I can take them both to the face right now. Yeah. Like, and it's, you don't realize how, how your body, how, how your body does that and how it loses, you know those minerals and everything and how they make you feel afterwards. It's like, Oh yeah. Like, I, and I, I didn't drink a whole lot of Coke. Um, they had this like hydration calorie drink made by a company called gnarly. And I drank a lot of that. Um, then I had these like little gel packets from this. They were like spring energy. They taste like they're called awesome sauce. They taste like applesauce. <laughs> so I ate a ton of those. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd want to do like, do all the sugar like during the event but like afterwards well it, it is good to do some during the event um well i mean like a coke but just because like yeah. the syrupiness and everything of it like sometimes it's a little too much but like yeah and the carbonation might be a little when they had uh, these, run around with a couple cans of coke in your belly there was a <laughs> couple of times where i thought i was gonna have to maybe go take a shit in the woods but i just didn't want to <laughs> and they had these like pizza rolls Ooh, and <laughs> i was like uh, I really want one, but if I do that, I have a feeling we're going to have stomach problems. Yeah, and like, that's, that's one thing that'll, that'll take you out of a, out oh, of a yeah. race. You create a, create a gut bomb and you can be done. Yeah. Creating your, um, actually creating your own problems at that point. Yeah. So I, I knew that like the, the spring energy and the gnarly and the 
ramen was really working for me. Um, so that's kind of what I stuck with. A couple oh, quesadillas, a couple peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. Probably another wise decision. You don't, yeah. want, any, you don't want anything that's going to give you diarrhea when you're trying to run a bunch of miles. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a bad combo. But yeah, I mean, that's a big thing though, keeping up on your hydration and nutrition. I can imagine. And I almost got behind a little bit um, in the beginning of the race. There was a stretch I, I didn't, I don't know why I didn't fill up more water. Uh, I had like a, like a one and a half liter bladder. Then I had these like two water bottles that sit in the front. So I didn't fill the bladder up, but I kind of ran out of water and I was like, and I wasn't down by the river. If I was still close to the river, I would have just filled one up in the river, but that could also prevent some or begin some problems too. If you get some micro, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you end up just coming out both ends. It's that, it's that clear West Virginia mountain yeah, water, man. Exactly. It might be, it might be all right, but you never know. Sometimes, yeah. Um, some of the sites, though, um, that was one of the kind of the cooler parts. I guess would be if you're gonna do it, might as well like do it in a place like that. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? and like I thought about. Like some, like the Mohican 100, I don't have a desire to do it because I'm like, maybe when I'm a little more comfortable at a 100 and it's like, on, you know, I can just go out and do one. Right. Um, but I don't like doing loops. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, if you got to do like four or five loops, it's like just same shit over and over and right. over. But that's how I trained because it, I, I tried to train, um, on things I didn't like. Is for like the kind of the mental aspect of it. Right. So aside from go ruck, when I would train running, like sometimes I would just go out to Worcester Memorial and I would pick like a loop and I'd be like, I'm running this loop five times. And it just over and over and over. Right. And it forces you to like stop at your truck. Cause I would have like nutrition in my truck if I needed it. Like oh, I'd really, have hydration. Really pushes so you like, to like, it's like, all right, now you got to keep can go home. Yeah. You can go home now. <laughs> and so, that's probably actually probably a really good way to do it. I mean, it probably sucked, but it's oh, probably it the best way to do it. Because then yeah. once you get out in the trail where, especially in a new place where new trails, like with, you can see new stuff and yeah, you know, nah, that makes sense. That's probably a wise call. I mean, so you're a um, hundred next year and I'm assuming they do it every November or yeah. And that, what do you, uh, what do you got planned in between then? You doing some uh, different stuff? I'm actually... I'm going back down there in February to run a 50K. So it'll start in Fayetteville. Okay. And then ends at Ace Adventure Resort on some of the Rim to River course. Oh, so nice. I, I just couldn't wait to get back down there. I was excited because my wife was like, What do you want for Christmas? I was like, Just another trip. Let me do, let me do the 50K. I want to go back to West Virginia. <laughs> um, then I'm doing, there's actually one here in, Worcester it's called Uncle Doug's six hour challenge so it's a two and a half mile loop as many times as you can run it in six hours that sounds miserable so, <laughs> it'll be a fun t- I think it's going to be a good time um then the Super Bowl I'm running the 50k and then I think I signed up for another 50k I'm not sure but Mohican the Mohican 50 mile okay yeah so, so you're adding a couple adding a few more events on this year and yeah seeing how they go yeah so like you know, right now I'm kind of at the point where on any given weekend I can go run a 50 K. So like, I want to get to the point where on any given weekend I can run a 50 mile and then keep building that because up what, to 50 K is that, uh, 31, 31, 31 miles. Okay. 
Um, but Mohican, I'm going to do the 50 miler and my goal is to see how fast I can run it. Um, last year, like we just kind of power hiked it the whole time and, uh, dirty not able to run it. He's not run. I don't think he's running it this year because of school. So I'm going to just gotcha. go down there and, um, see what I can do. But that one's a tough one. Cause it's in June. Ooh, it'll be hot. And it's hot. Yeah, I'm out on the hotness. So I think Dustin was talking about doing a some kind of ruck that was 50 miles. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. No, I'm good. I yeah. know my limitations. I don't have anything to prove to myself or anybody else. I'm good on that. Yeah. I'll cheer you on, though. Yeah. I, I love watching people do stuff like that because it's – maybe it's not because I, I knew I couldn't do it. Like, I'm sure I could. I'm, anybody can if they really put your mind to it. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, I'm 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 not special at all. Anybody can do this. Anybody can. I mean, anybody, whether they want to or not, that's a different story. <laughs> but they you have can. The, the fortitude to do it. Yeah, it, it does. It's not easy. You know what I mean? You no, can't. it's it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And like training wise, I've never trained that hard in my life. Right. And like even, but that's the difference. Like I, I never thought that I would like running so much. Um. It's like when I was powerlifting. Like my goal for the year was to deadlift over 400 pounds one year. And I worked and worked and worked. And then I hit the goal like three months early. And I remember pulling that 400 pounds up and dropping it. And I just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> and I mean, nothing against it. Like I love, <laughs> I love seeing people lift heavy weights. I right. love, I like, I think it's freaking awesome. It's just, it, it, it's, I don't know. I just didn't care that and like i'd put a lot of work into it right. and i was still like but i just didn't care like i crossed that finish line i freaking cried you know like i i seriously cried like i thought about like all the work that i put into right. it and like everybody that believed in me and i mean even the people that didn't believe in me i mean they got me through it and i don't i don't actually know if anybody didn't believe in me or not i just told myself that yeah, i, I like, believed you could do it. i was like you know i was like you know if you don't finish this they're gonna be right i don't know who they were but, but they were gonna be right you know <laughs> i but it's it's just a, kind of another mental tactic but yeah like i i mean i put a hell of a lot into that yeah and yeah, I full on cried after that. I bet, sure. man. Well, everyone needs to find their you um, know, thing. You know, everyone's got some kind yeah. of. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, and plus, I bought a, a Rim to River hat the night before. And I was like, if you don't finish the race, you can't uh, wear the fucking yeah, hat. You can't you wear know? the hat. I, just, yeah. I, I really wanted to wear that hat, man. <laughs> That was kind of that was kind of my driving force. It was yeah. just the you know the hat. Yeah, you got, hey, hey, you, everybody needs um, their goals, right? Well, you did it. And congratulations! And it was it was really neat watching um, the updates because, like I said, I was out of state, but yeah. it was neat every once in a while seeing you know. And hey, he's hit the fifty mile mark, and it's like, all right, come yeah. on, Haiti, you can do this. <laughs> yeah, and I I was gonna like I had hopes of like posting a little bit more, but I just. I, 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 it was one less thing that I had to worry about. I didn't blame and you I was at like, all for not posting. Like I, well, I, I got to mile 92 and I was like, okay, we can, we, let's do a post real quick. And I did that mile 92 one. And like I saw some of the comments that like people had made and I was like, yeah, I got to finish this, man. I got it. Like, <laughs> you know, I was thinking of everybody like through the race. You just start thinking of people and training and, right. you know, I, I, I mean, I was obviously running it to raise money for C4 Foundation. I thought about them a lot right and like you know what is your why how big right. is your why yeah you know and just kept it really got down to the point where just 
keep put one foot in front yeah. of the Who's other. Who's going to carry the boats? Yeah, I was not <laughs> carrying the boats, man. I was, <laughs> I was barely able to carry my dumbass at that point, man. You know, you were. You were carrying the proverbial boat, Andy. Carry it all 100 miles. And I, I appreciate it. Carrying something, man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I couldn't. I don't know. It still doesn't seem real. I can't wait to get back. Like, I can't wait. And if I don't get in, I'm going to try to go down and pay somebody or try to go down and help just because it's, it's such an amazing race. And the right. people um, uh, that put it on, I mean, they did such an absolutely amazing job. And it's funny, like, listening to him talk about planning the event because it's like planning events is hard, man. <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah, an easy been, task. Yeah, man. we've been and through this. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> but that that's on a whole different level. Yeah, that's a um, – but it just, I don't know. I just, I, I immediately wanted to go back and it's just such a special place. I'm going to run that race every freaking year that I can. Um, and maybe one year I'll be like, I've done it enough time. Maybe some other people want to get in, but for right now, two hundreds. Yeah. There you go. For right now. Um, I mean, I've got some other races that are like, I would like to do, right. You know, there's one on Orca's Island like a 50 miler it's a island off the washington state oh, okay um i mean it looks like an awesome race to do i bet that'd be interesting um some of them i need to be a better runner like you some of them you have to apply to get in and you have to i i, I don't know a whole have lot to have about, some cre- have to have some creds <laughs> yeah I, I don't know a whole lot about all that stuff yet i'm like i said i'm i'm still a very new right. runner yeah. um so right now we're just going to stick to the hundred mile distance and just try to find some cool races Dude, to do. Well, it sounds awesome, man. I appreciate all the discussions around them and, and watching you build up to it. It's been, like I said, that's maybe not necessarily my cup of tea, but more power to you, man. It's awesome watching you and watching you. It was cool watching you finish and um, you keep me posted and keep us posted. And we'll hey, just keep on pimping you out there, especially yeah. if you're doing them, you know, like for, you know, charity and events and whatnot like that. Yeah. Like, Get the word out there. That's super awesome. I mean, the kind of big thing with that was, you know, I, it was just another cookie for the jar. You know, I I wanted to do it because I wanted to do something good with it, but it's like, obviously now the challenge isn't as big because now I know what I'm looking at. I've been there, I've done it and I'll have to find something else to maybe raise money in that way. But I like for time. Uh, but I like doing, yeah, time. <laughs> I was well. That's the thing, though. I, I I was on about a twenty-four hour pace for quite a while. Until that eighty-five, real. Um, <laughs> or is it a little sooner? I don't know where I started to kind of fall off, but I mean, it. I moved real well through the night, but there was one section in the night that I called the labyrinth because I didn't think I was ever going to get out of there. Oh, jeez. And it was just it was like these mountain bike trails, and they just kind of kept zigzagging back and around and around and around and um. around. And I was like, I'm never getting out of here. I'm never going to get out of here. Like I was kind of like, I would see lights and I'm like, oh, that's where the, that's where like the road crossing is. And I'm going to get out of here. It was just other runners. And I just like every, like so often I would see it and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. It's not it, man. Just just keep going. going. And then I remember getting out of there and I was like, God, fuck that section. (laughs) That sucked. But that, that was the only section of it that was. But plus it was like mountain bike trails. So it was a little bit more uneven. Right. And it wasn't like running on a path. <laughs> I'm surprised my ankles held up. I've rolled them so many freaking times, but 
Well, they did. We made and it. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm glad you made it, and congratulations, and keep us posted, and I'm, I look forward to watching your uh, adventure. Yeah. <laughs> and cheering you on from the sidelines. Hey, man, so, any, anyone can do it. I don't know. I don't know about that. Be... But you got to have the, the drive, that's for sure. Yeah, not motivation. Drive. Discipline. Motivation. Motivation is a lie. That's the lie you tell yourself to say, oh, I'll go to the gym tomorrow. Got Discipline the is the truth, man. There you that's go. what it all it takes. Well, I think that's a great way to end this one. And Discipline. hopefully, yeah. I, well, honestly, one thing, like, hopefully, it, like, honestly, with all of this, if, like, one person is, gets inspired to, like, do something, then it's, like, really all worth it. Right. Like, I really hope, like, because there's so many people that have, like, inspired me. And, like, you got to pay it forward. You know, like the guy that helped, I, that was one thing I didn't get to go into. The guy that helped me in the race, his name was Jamie Oni. I think it's Oni. I probably pronounced that wrong, but I, I fuck up everybody's name. So like this dude, he's, he's run some races. He's run some hundred milers. He's a pretty good runner, but we were kind of like hanging out for a while. And then he kind of realized what I was going through and, <laughs> um, dude stuck with me. I mean, he could have left me at any time, but like, he's a big part of like how I ended up finishing that race. Like he like through the night definitely helped me a bit. Like I thought I, my headlamp died and I thought I had put batteries in my bag. I did not put batteries in oh, my no. bag and he had an extra light and then kind of helped me out with the, you know, with the, uh, tracking poles and just really paid, kind of played a big role in, um, helping get me through it. And it was awesome. awesome. But that that's, that's just how awesome the trail community is. Like I've met so many awesome people um through that community that's awesome i love it so a little encouragement to the fellow man and yeah pay it forward man next time next time you know you think you're a badass and you're you're doing really good at what you're doing and you see someone struggling like just remember you were that you were that motherfucker struggling at one point in time and (laughs) help somebody out you know because at one point i mean at one point it's gonna be my turn to get somebody through something like that and whether you know let's say i'm on pace to do something great but it's like this person needs help Maybe you ought to put yourself aside and help someone out. Yeah. What's worth more. So. Awesome. Well, yeah. I appreciate it. And thanks for coming on. And awesome. we'll uh, keep, keep updated with you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for joining us today. Remember, check out the website, chronic-curiosity.com to join us at the forum have some fun interaction pick you up a comfy t-shirt or if you just want to support the show and donate all that is on the website as well thank you until next time see you